Hi, my name is Eliane Goldstein and you're listening to The Effect on Us. Every survivor had one moment, you want to call it luck, you can call it luck, or you can call it divine intervention. If my mother's family hadn't been saved by Stanislav Grochowski, who put his life and his wife's life and his children's life at risk in order to save them, I would not be sitting here and talking to you right now. It's up to um, life and death. You feel to fight for survival. The Effect on Us podcast. Here's Eliane Goldstein. The Effect on Us is a podcast for people of all ages to learn about controversial subjects and the ties it has to people nowadays. In this season, the focus of the series is the Holocaust. You'll be able to hear some of the best survival stories I've ever heard from people that went through the Second World War and learn more about the effect the Holocaust had on people from Generation 1 to Generation 3. Did you know that Anne Frank spent 761 days in hiding? spending her time writing tales and journaling. In the end, 34 tales were written. Her diary was published, but not before she died of typhus in a concentration camp two weeks before the camp's liberation at the age of 16. In this episode, I'm talking to Dory. She was a part of the underground system called the Underground and hid in many different homes with people that she didn't even know without her parents. What is your name? Dory Abbott. Where were you born? I was born in Hilgesberg in Holland, the Netherlands. When were you born? 11 of November 1930. I'm 90 years old. (laughs) Wow. What was your childhood like leading up to the war? Well, first we had a normal childhood, but when, uh, when I was 10 years old and the war started, everything, uh, it's changed and uh, we had to wear a star and we couldn't go to school and things changed. Who is in your family? So uh, my, my parents, my father, my mother and I have one brother. He's a year older and we were a very close family. My, my father had a, a factory and a pyjama factory and a blanket factory And my mother was an artist. She was a very good painter. Did religion have a big significance in your household? Well, we we, uh, used to go more to uh, uh, something like a Unitarian church. We we were Jewish, but we didn't do the Jewish religion. But we used to go to a liberal Protestant church. Did you go to a Jewish school? No, uh, when... uh, we all had to move from our house to Amsterdam and we couldn't go to normal school. And there we had to go to a Jewish school. And that was kind of very upsetting because there were always children missing and they were picked up and went to concentration camp. So it was a very upsetting time. And two girls with, I was friends with, uh, the whole family committed suicide. That had a, a big impression on me. The beginning of the war, I was 14, and about uh, when I was, no, I was, was 10, and uh, I think it was about 12, when we all had to move to Amsterdam. They took all our possessions, and 
It was a very upsetting time. Were you upset that you were being treated like a Jew if you didn't practice Judaism? No, no, I was very, I was proud to be a Jew. That didn't upset me at all. And I asked my parents a lot of questions why we didn't go to the synagogue. And I was very interested in religion. And, and no. But my brother was very upset about it. And he hated to wear the star. Yeah, we asked her all the questions. Uh, what did your parents tell you when you asked them why you didn't go to synagogue? Well, they, they uh, liked, liked the church we went, we went to. And um, it was more free thinking. And they used to read out of the Old Testament, the Bible, and we, we talked about it. It, it was quite different. What happened to all of your possessions when you moved to Amsterdam? Um, the Germans took them. Everything went. But uh, friends took some books and paintings from my mother. And uh, the cleaning lady took on uh, the silver and she hid it in the chimney and she polished it every year. A lot of people are very good to us. And we had a lot of good friends, and they helped us to find hiding places. How did you guys hide? Well, uh, the underground uh, found us a uh, hiding place, and uh, they uh, found us. First, we went to uh, a Catholic lady, and she had six Jewish uh, children in her house. And at that time, she wanted us to live a normal life, and we went all outside. And she was a wonderful lady, and we really had liked her very, very much. But then two of my cousins were picked up in a children's home. So my parents thought it was too dangerous for us to, uh, to stay and go out in the open. And then we went to my mother's place, and from there the underground took us to Friesland in the north of Holland. And that was a kind of a dangerous trip. We went in a, in a train, and uh, when we were in the train, a whole bunch of SSs came, and the men I was, who brought me said, just look out of the window. And so but when we arrived in, uh, in Friesland, uh, they heard that it was very dangerous there and that we shouldn't go on with the trip. And the underground had said if to the man from the train station, if you see a, a tall man with a little girl, tell them that the trip can't go through. But eventually they find out everything was okay and we went in hiding in Friesland. And for a whole year, I couldn't go outside. What is the underground? That is uh, people who are working uh, to help uh, uh, the Jewish people, or they sometimes uh, they were sometimes they were shooting Germans. They did. They worked for for Holland. They they came from uh, all different directions, from different churches and. Uh, also, even the Communist Party and independent groups, they were all in the underground. It's very dangerous. And the people who were hiding us, uh, if they would have found that out, they could have been shot. 
So I always am extremely grateful for the people who looked after us. And that is why I don't mind talking to you because I feel your generation should know how how brave those people were to, to help us. When you were in hiding, were there any German officers that like came into the place where you were hiding? Uh, no, they didn't know. When I, when I was in Friesland, I was staying uh, in inside the house and nobody knew I was there. But one time a German soldier came and uh, I had to go quickly upstairs and uh, with all he wanted, uh, he wanted a bicycle. So they gave the bicycle and off he went. But nobody knew I was there. I, I, I was 14 at that time and it was tough. There were no kids and there was nothing really to do. And for a whole year, it was, was tough. Before you said you were living at a residence with other Jewish kids, what was that like? That, that was great. That lady was so nice. And uh, and we all helped each other. Everybody had a task to do. And uh, it was a very nice place. I, I even had piano lessons there. And uh, I, I loved it. And uh, I was very fond of uh, the lady. I used to go with her to the Catholic Church. And later on, I found out... Uh, it's mainly because I left her. I like to be with her. Were your parents hiding with you? No, no. They were. Uh, my parents were in different places. My mother was in one place, and my father was in another place. But there was a lady who came once a month with letters from my from my parents, and we wrote back. So we had a little contact. But when I went to Friesland, there was no contact at all. But we were we were lucky that we had so many good people who helped us. You were with your brother, right? When we visited uh, the Catholic lady, she was a Montessori teacher. I was with my brother. Yeah, and that was very nice. But when we went to Friesland, my brother went uh, uh, went to a different place than where I was. And he was totally lucky that he's uh, alive because there was one man there who was a traitor and he brought all a lot of uh, Jews on for money. And But he used to play chess with my brother and they joked around and he liked my brother. So he, he didn't uh, treat it on my brother. What was the Catholic lady's name? Celia Lodes, and we call her Tante Seal. And she she got a special award in Israel. She and they planted trees for her. Did you ever see your parents throughout the war when you were in hiding? No, no. Well, when we when we went from uh, uh, when they took us back from Tante Seal. We went to my mother's and we stayed there for three months in one room. And uh, until uh, this this man brought us to Friesland up north. How did you get there? We went there by train. It was very dangerous, eh? Because my brother looked more Jewish than me. And he went with a lady with black hair and I went with the gentleman. And in Friesland, the people are very tall and very blonde. And 
So uh, I was a little <laughs> Jewish girl with black hair. So that's why I couldn't go outside. What did you do when you were in hiding? Uh, well, I helped the lady with cleaning the house. And uh, she taught me how to knit socks and I did a bit of embroidery. And I read some books that were not uh, too interesting, but th that's what I did. I just tried to help. Was there anyone else in hiding with you? No, not not in Friesland, no. No, that, that was, uh, yeah, that was different. And I was very, uh, I longed very much to be with Tante Seal, the Catholic lady, but I thought, because we had such a good time there, But I thought it was better to forget about her and just concentrate on where I was now and make the best of it. And those people in Friesland were very uh, strict Presbyterian. They went twice uh, on Sundays to church. And um, it was very strict. And they, they read out of the Bible uh, twice a day and prayed Uh, before and after the meal, and but they were very, very good people. But the thing that bothered me uh, was that they believed that uh, my family would not go to heaven because they didn't believe in Jesus. So that was a difficult thing for me to understand all that. Did you ever see Tante Seal again after? Oh, yeah, a lot. We invited her to Canada. Since she, uh, some of her kids went to Israel, she went to Israel, and our kids were very, very fond of her. She went two or three times to, we invited her, and she went to our son's wedding. The kids were very, very fond of her. She's a great lady. And the people in Friesland were great too. And that is why now I, I feel uh, people in all religions have their own ideas, and they can be all very good people. Did any of the people that you were hiding with get paid to hide you? Well, I don't know much about it, but I'm sure that my parents paid for us because uh, the people uh, uh, in Friesland didn't have money and Tante Seal didn't have money. So I think my parents paid for it, but I don't, don't know how that went. They told my father uh, that it would be good to uh, invest in diamonds. He, he probably read it in my book. So he got some diamonds and he put it in a razor. And when he needed more money and he wanted to get the diamonds out, he couldn't find them. And he was so upset. But then somebody told him that the razor has two sides. So uh, then the diamonds came out of the other side. And I think that's how they, they paid for us. Did the people that you hid with ever go on Yad Vashem? Yeah, Tante Seel is in there. And, and the, the man who, um, who brought me to Friesland, he's in there, his family. And my father organized that uh, the people in Friesland got honored by the mayor, and he got a special award. And the, the man who brought me to Friesland, he was caught uh, by the Germans or traitors. He put in prison, but he never uh, talked about, uh, he never gave any 
neem ze weer. Die hang hem op zijn duim en hit hem. But he never said any, anything. And eventually the underground uh, bought him off from the Germans. And so he, he came through it. He, he was also a terrific man. The people from Friesland, did you spend the rest of the war hiding with them or did you move to another place? No, I went, actually I went to, I went to Tante Seel and then went to my mother and then for a month I went to a little village in Utrecht, but there somebody said uh, that the man had a farm, farm, was a pharmacist that Somebody heard that he had a, a Jewish girl, and so I had to leave there immediately. And then I went back to my mother, and I went to Friesland till the end of the war. How did you reunite with your family? So uh, in Friesland, the war was over in uh, April, and the rest of Holland in May, so we had to wait a bit. And then I saw the boats that is on the harbor going from Friesland to Holland. So I asked uh, where the people where we had him if I could uh, uh, if we could go back to see my parents. So I back to where my brother was and asked uh, suggested we should try and go home. So then we went uh, on this boat and uh, it was. Uh, it took a long, long time uh, to go to from Friesland to Amsterdam on this boat. And when we arrived in Amsterdam, uh, nobody would help us because uh, we looked kind of healthy in the north of Holland. They had food to eat and uh, they were more interested in people who came from uh, from the camps or anything. So we were, my brother was 15, I was 14. And so we had to find our way around and there was no transportation, no telephone or nothing. So we found a boat to go to Harlem and then we walked all the way to where, uh, uh, where we know my mother was. And they were so excited to see us. They brought us on backstage to my parents, they just had got a house. Uh, they got a house from a traitor uh, who was in prison. And uh, so th- I think that was one of the biggest moments in my life to see our parents again. It was so exciting. What did you do after the war? So um, we went to high to school and uh, in the summer uh, my parents gave us some tutors because we hadn't gone to school all the time. So to help us to get back and my brother lost two years of school and I lost one year, but then we went back to school. When did you move to Canada? In 1955. I can tell you something else though, because uh, I went to high school and then I went to the School of Social Work And uh, then I did my stage in a Jewish orphanage. And and my plan was really to go with them to Israel, but but, uh, but, uh, then I got married to uh, somebody I met in England. But um, I I enjoyed that very much. uh, And I learned that a lot of the Jewish kids who were hiding 
were taking over the religion from the people they were hiding. And you might find this interesting, but after the war was over, they they left that religion because they felt more at home with being Jewish. And I, I found it was very interesting. Do you know anyone that died? In, in our family, yeah, my grandparents, and I think my grandmother was... She died after the uh, after the war in Bergen Belsen. She was so weak, and they found her. My grandfather uh, in in Bergen Belsen, and uh, my uncle. He was only twenty eight, and he tried to f- uh, flee to Switzerland, and uh, they caught him. And uh, they think he was uh, uh, died in Auschwitz, but. Uh, one thing I noticed, my mother uh, was very upset about it, but we, my brother and I, were happy we were together with our family. But So we, we didn't talk too much about my grandparents. And looking back now, I think it was a mistake that we didn't have a memorial or something for my grandparents. Uh, uh, it would have been better also for my mother if we would have... Uh, done something. We, 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 uh, we know my brother and I, we shouldn't talk about it. Yeah, it's good to have closure. Yeah, yeah, and we, we didn't really have it. And I found when my mother died, I found a note that she still dreamt, uh, dreamt about her parents. So it was with her all, all her life. But she kind of pushed it uh, or didn't let us know about it, how she felt. Do you practice Judaism now? No, no, because I'm not brought up like that. And we, we're kind of Unitarian. I am, I'm very interested in all of that. You brought up like a, a Jewish girl, eh? But I've always been very, very interested in it. And I miss not know, knowing all those holidays. And our kids are interested in it too. But my husband is not Jewish. Thank you very much for talking with me today. I really appreciate it. Okay. Join me next time when I talk to Tommy Strasser, who after the war lied about his age to get into Canada. If you like this episode, please like and subscribe and tell your friends. This is Eliane Goldstein. Tune in next time to The Effect on Us. And remember, history will not repeat itself. Bye.